You're listening to the Water Into Wine podcast, hosted by Grace Valentine and Ketley Valcourt. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Water Into Wine podcast. This is your co-host, Ketley, with... Grace Valentine. <laughs> Sing it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, your other co-host. Y'all, we are so excited to be back. We hope you had a great spring break or wherever you were. It's kind of that season. And that's exa- exactly why we wanted to talk about party culture today. Oh, definitely. But before you do, Ooh, yes. we got a little bit of life update. Um, oh, I forgot. I yeah. know. I know. I know. So Maybe I'm avoiding it. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's why we're bringing it up now. I know. Kelly's trying to bring it up because she knows I've been avoiding talking to her. Oh, yeah. She has told me anything. She's like, I'm going to make you wait. So we've gotten a lot of DMs. Well, one, first... Ketley has her airline, okay, French Airmen, right? French Airmen, yes. She's been in the DMs with. How's that been, Ketley? It's so funny. I always say that I'm telling him now. We were talking today, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting ads in French now because he's been talking to me in French, and it's kind of cute. He voice them as, voice them as he French? No, literally text them, and then he'll, like, teach me. Google Translate. (laughs) Okay, that's what I thought so, too, but he just... It's the same thing in his stories. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he's committed. He's committed oh, to the that's act. Sweet. I love it. Um, I'm, al- I'm also scared. He knows like, it's like listens. the sexiest language to us. He has to. Everyone knows that. But um, he finally gets back to the States tomorrow. So wow. We'll Wait, see. in what state is he going to be in? Florida, here. But Florida, stop. Destin. Um, so it's far. okay. We can make a trip. We can make a trip. We I can would, make it okay, happen. True friends, true best friends will drive six hours for a boy with you oh. it won't let you do that alone that's a humbling thing so you have to do that with a friend oh we're gonna do this <laughs> we're gonna make this happen okay but that's it that's all oh, i got yeah. now spotlight's back on you grace no. we need an update I know. honestly i saw so many of y'all dms and it was funny because y'all were like how's dr eyelashes oh my gosh i think i had friends who listened to the last episode and it's funny because it came out and it was well, Ketley, I'll just go ahead and say it. it's done. <laughs> like dead in the dead, water. Dead. I know. We need to have a funeral on the podcast for Dr. Eyelashes. Oh, my gosh. I know. I, I think I'll probably talk more about it next week. We're probably going to talk about disappointment next week because I feel like that relates to this. I will say it wasn't just it was definitely a lot of red flags leading up to it. And then there was one trip that mean his friends went on and it just went south. And at the end of the day, it's a personality difference. Um, that's me trying to say it in a really nice way, but the way it ended was disappointing. Cause I'm like, I've talked to this guy for three months. I've had great conversation. I think the first thing he said was whatever you do, don't ghost me. And I was like, Oh my God, I would never, you know, who would do that? Immature right. people. <laughs> and so, and he knew I was very pissed on the drive back from this trip because I was doing everything. And then he straight up just literally blocked me on everything. After. Oh, so he did which exactly I, what which he I didn't w- want you to exactly, do. Exactly. Which I was, and I know this is like one of those things, like, I was going to break up with you first, you know? Like, <laughs> Wait, let me break your heart. What are you doing? I know, but like I 100% <laughs> was. I think I said one side comment in the car, like, I guess this is it, like, in a funny way, like, but I wasn't. Like you were. I was still going to have a conversation, you know? Because obviously you don't owe someone a breakup if you're not. 100% exclusive dating, but he was the one who, like, posted TikToks of me. Like, he deleted his, like, dating apps. Like, I was the one who was like, okay, well, if we're not, like, 100% exclusive, I'm not, even though I'm not going to entertain it. Anyways, whatever. I don't want to go into it now. I'll go into it next week if you care about Dr. Eyelashes and the funeral next I care week. about Dr. Um, I need to see, I need to be at this funeral. But I just want to say to anyone who's having a crappy month, I understand. And it's hard when you're in your 20s. Because you're like, I don't have another talking ship left in me. Like, if I have to talk to someone one more time. Exhausting. What am I supposed to be like, what's your favorite color next time I go out? You know? Absolutely Anyways, not. whatever. That's life. You know? Not about what your favorite color is. But 
Anyways, but I look back, especially in college, as, and seeing how I think I because I settled for the crazy party culture for so long, it's easy for me to settle now with like mediocre guys because that was kind of what I was around. And so it makes me excited to talk about party culture today because there's so many things that I wish I knew in college. Um, and it, if you're listening to this episode today, we're not going to be those people who are like, alcohol's bad. Like, don't go to a tailgate. Don't ever drink at a tailgate. That's not going to be what we say. But I'm excited for this episode. And I'm excited because we have a special guest, right, Ketley? Yes, Miss Ramsey Parker. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Oh, we're so glad to have you. Okay, tell us a little bit about the school that you went to, what you studied, and how party culture was like there. Yeah, so I went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville and graduated. Go balls, Go balls guys. <laughs> if anyone's a ball out there, we love you. And I graduated with a marketing degree about a year ago in May. And then now I live in Florida with Grace, actually. So that's fun. And work for Pepsi and sales. Ooh, that's wild. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then a little bit about UT party culture. Well, I'm actually Ramsey's landlord, I want to say that. And I'm her landlord for first and then her friend. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the way around. The way around. That is true. I do pay her the bills. And as for party culture at UT, I wouldn't say it's any different than other schools. Maybe just that it's more normalized or you become desensitized to it because you will have all types of people. So you're going to have people that love the Lord, uh, are Christian, maybe that aren't Christian, you're going to have lots of different types of people. And I would say, yes, as like one would say, SEC schools are more known for the parties and what happens on the internet, social media or whatnot. But I would just say more than anything, it's more normalized. And honestly, I went to Baylor. And the reason I went to Baylor is because I grew up in South Louisiana where alcohol was rampant you know <laughs> it was part of the culture honestly i the first time i really blacked out i was at one of my best friend's parents fishing camp and the mom was drinking with me and the mom drunk texted my ex-boyfriend f you and deleted the text that's wild <laughs> I know, the next day I woke wild. up to make it even weirder when i went to baylor these girls were like oh yeah we i met these guys on spring break last year when i was a senior in high school at the beach they were from the same town you were they actually told me the story about one time a mom drunk texted so and i was like oh my gosh i'm the main character i was like <laughs> Wait a second, that was me. Like, I'm the, the prime example of how Louisiana is more party culture. Anyway, small, isn't that crazy? That's such a small world. Like, she said that they went to the rival high school that the guy dated went to. Anyway, small That's world. That's a lot. My goodness. I know. Funny, funny, funny. Anyways, so I went to Baylor, though, because I was like, okay, that was that was kind of like uh, like a lot. Maybe I would like being in a Christian environment more. And I drank more there, and I partied <laughs> more there. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to find it, no matter if you go to SEC or Christian or whatever, you can find it. Like, I've seen cocaine. I've seen marijuana. I'm not saying that because that makes me cool that I've seen the, the, the crazy Ooh, drugs. The crazy things. But no matter what, you can find sin, and you can find outlets you can find all that wherever you no go. matter where you go no 100 percent. so i went to southeastern and it's like a um, maybe not like, southeastern no, i'm joking <laughs> maybe not oh you would be surprised come on like drugs oh no literally okay. oh actually that's a thing it's not just marijuana right not just what? marijuana <laughs> the weeds <laughs> but i went to southeastern and it's like a completely dry campus and um it was like i remember they had this rule you couldn't even go to a restaurant where a majority of their sales was made through alcohol. Like, that's how, like, strict they were. And, like, for me, I was kind of like, okay, first of all, I'm not going to go in and analyze what do I think they make their most of their money on. Like, no, I'm just going to, like, continue and, like, go on my merry way. But that's just, like, how heavy of, like, an anti-alcohol culture it was. But like Grace said, there were still parties. There were still people doing drugs. There were still people doing all sorts of things. You just had to find them. It was a lot more underground. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, but it was still there. 
But I really think like the parties that happened there, um, it was harder to, I guess, stick to stay at the school um, because as soon as they found out, you're up, you're gone. So like you didn't know. So they expelled anyone oh, that out done no questions that's asked. That's crazy. Yeah, and like they did like covenant counseling where like if you were caught, you had to sit down with someone and they just like sit there like, hey, I heard that you sinned. Are you okay? And of course they were a lot more thorough and all of that stuff. But like essentially that's what it was, and it didn't matter if it was like just drinking wine with the girls to straight up like throwing back shots like whatever Wait, have it was. i told you about my mic minor my, well it's mic some people call it mip when i was in college your mip what is mip minor in for? possession minor minor in possession I know. actually you want to know something worse i've talked about one in my book i've got two <laughs> grace can you tell the story what happened Okay, let me say I'm laughing at it now. I'm not laughing at my sin. I'm laughing at what a freaking idiot I was. Okay, so this was like one of those nights where I was like, we weren't going to go out. I'm wearing a T-shirt and these like coyotes who rushed me. I went pie pie. We're like, come out, go drink with us. And we, I remember like the look me, my friends, uh, B&M. I'm just going to call them even though they know who they are. They'll be laughing. <laughs> Um, we looked at each other like, let's do it. Let's go out. And oh then we gosh. went out to this, like, just this sorority house. They, I remember, like, the last thing I remember was, like, at the end of the day, if you take shots, you're going to regret it. Like, that's, like, okay, maybe, like, if it's one lemon drop shot, maybe not. But, like, if you're living that party culture of just downing shots, like, that was me. I remember the last thing I remember was my friend M pouring vodka down my throat Absolutely as I'm on not. my knees. Oh, my gosh. Blacked out after that, okay? And then I remember crying in my dorm with, uh, <laughs> with, with a cop talking to me. <laughs> and Baylor, if you get an MIP at Baylor, it's, well, I didn't have it on me, but it was inside me. I took a breathalyzer. It was like a 0.25. It was bad. Like, honestly, that's, it's more than double the legal oh, limit. More than triple the legal limit. And so I I just, they let me go to bed in my dorm. And then I had to do like community service. I had to go clean up dog poop. I had to go to AA meetings. I had to do so much. The second one was at a bar and I, I really wasn't drinking much, but the issue was, and then they get to sin to drink underage. I'm not denying that. But, like, I was always the youngest in my grade. And so I was, like, holding a drink. And a cop came up to me. And I was wearing literally the stupid fedora as a joke. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, such a low. And then <laughs> he had to, like, go out in the front. And then that cop came back later when I was at the bar. And I still wasn't 21 yet. And I wasn't drinking at all that time. And he was like, well, 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 if it isn't Miss Grace Valentine, I know you're not 21 yet. I'm like, get a lie. Like, why are you obsessed with me? Okay. <laughs> But granted, going back, freshman, sophomore year, a.k.a. My parents don't know about my second one. I think they saw something in my trunk once. I was like, you completed your hours. And my parents were like, what, did you get another one? But the second one luckily wasn't on campus because if not, I would have been in trouble with my school. Right. The first one, they kind of like make you take some classes, whatever. But yeah, nothing as humbling as cleaning up dog crap because you were delinquent at Baylor and you blew a .25. But with that being said, those are stories I can laugh at now. But like I wasn't happy when I was in that phase when I was – like I think of that girl, like with her esophagus open, oh vodka. Like that wasn't fun. I was looking for fun. I was looking mm -hmm. for adventure. And there's nothing wrong with drinking like wine with you here tonight. You know, there's such a good thing as like alcohol can be such a good thing that connects people, but a good thing can be a bad thing if it's not a God thing. And I always say that. And so, alcohol was created by God, and there's so many good things it can be, but it can easily be a toxic thing for whether you personally or for just in general. So. When I think of my party self, MIC delinquent, I just wish I knew I didn't have to party. And right. I think the church, this will be my last rant, I'll let someone else talk. The church handles the alcohol conversation so bad. And I remember at Baylor 1, I was judged by people. And, like, 
sometimes with my own conviction, but at the end of the day, there were people who judged me. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. if you get an MIC in that freaking dorm room and everyone sees, like, and the cop is knocking on your door, yeah, people are going to talk, you know? Um, and then it became like, oh, because Grace drinks a lot, she's not a virgin. And the funny thing is I was a virgin. Like, I... I didn't Isn't even it crazy how they like assume so much more just from like that little like yeah snippet of your i'm life. like yeah i'm a blackout drunk but i'm not <laughs> i'm not going around and then it almost made me want to become that so then i started mm. even if i didn't have sex i started like participating in hookup culture because i was like well this is how people view me you know Might i'm as the well party what they want. yeah and so it can it can be at the end of the day i hate that christians bubble in and they think okay i can read i know her, i know her issues she's she's struggling with alcohol she does drugs she does this i'm like i never touched any drugs i never even smoked marijuana nothing wrong with anyone who smokes marijuana but that just like was weird to me you know right. all my friends did but i didn't and so i very much understand what it's like to feel judged by christians and then if i ever went to a church event i felt like people were looking at me and people sometimes were looking at me like why are you here and i remember hearing the talk of the christian groups when they would say that even me writing a book i still get like in my head when someone says oh i know someone who went to baylor and graduated your year do you know blank and i'm like oh crap here we go like they could probably tell a bazillion stories about grace valentine the drunk and that's not who i am anymore but i wish the church would have said not that like it's illegal to drink because it's under you're underage like i didn't need to hear that right i just need to hear like hey you're wanted you're loved as you are but you don't have to like there's an out you don't have to wake up with a hangover and cringy text when you drunk text your jimmy john striver okay <laughs> i 100 did anyways so that's my rant what do y'all like what do y'all think about party culture do you feel like it can be toxic have y'all experienced that yeah i definitely think it can and also a little bit about like how I went out in college is I, in high school, did not go out, did not drink, but knew people that did, was friends with them. And actually, after you get a little bit older, they start to have house parties. And I was never invited because I was viewed as the church girl that did not want to participate, that would probably judge them because I would not be drinking. And in that moment, as I was going to college and I then started a new chapter of my life, I was like, no, I don't want to be viewed as someone that can't be hanging around them when they drink alcohol. And so then in that moment, I also was like, no, I'm going to go out too. And I also think that in that moment, I wanted someone to tell me too, alcohol doesn't make you cool. Just because like you go drink, you do this, that doesn't mean that you automatically will like more people will like you or like want to have you there. You can also not drink and still go to those parties too. Oh, definitely. And I remember from a young age, um, I like came from his family who didn't really, I don't know, like idolize alcohol or didn't like make this super huge big deal. I remember my sister was turning like 18 or 19. My mom was um, going to, I think it's Party City. And she was like, so like, what is all of this obsession with 21? Why are there so many decorations? Because like my family's from Haiti, so a lot of different cultures, um, you know, look different there. And I look at her and I was like, oh, it's because like that's a legal drinking age. And she looks at me and she goes, okay. And I'm like, uh, I guess you're right. Like, I never really had that, oh my gosh, do not do this, do not do that. Because my mom, my family, like they were kind of just raised around it to where it was just known as an adult drink. So it wasn't a thing of like, this is for parties, this is for people who are old and mature or like who have a bad life or can't handle it. It was just an adult drink. So like my dad, my dad at like, I think I was like maybe 10 or 12, something real young. He like maybe take a sip of his beer and it was like obviously gross. And I was like, okay. And then he gets, he just yeah, goes. I hate beer still and I'm 25. I actually so. kind of like it now. Um, 
Oh, you're so cool. You're such a beer girl, <laughs> Ketley. Oh, yeah. With the bros, you know. Pick me. Um, but my dad, like, he made me take a sip, and he just goes, see, now you can say you just wanted to try it. And, like, in my mind, I'm well, like, he said, okay. wait, you mean, he said, now you can't say. Sorry, yeah, now, now you can't right. say you just wanted to try ah, it. Ah, that's good. So I was just like, okay, I mean, I guess, but like, it, and for me, it, again, it wasn't idolized. It wasn't a big deal for me. So then going to a college that was like, do not drink alcohol. How dare you? I was kind of like, okay. Like I was already at 21 at that point. I already didn't really care. didn't have like a huge, like, um, want to do it anyway, but it was still like something that was social and it brought people together and I knew how to handle it and I had friends who knew how to handle it. And I think it was so important for us to know ourselves, know our limit at that point. But for the for my college that I went to, for them to just demonize it, I saw a lot of people come out of the school and not know how to handle it. Not know how to Oh, and then they go cra- I remember girls oh, turn twenty one because now it now it's not a sin. And so then they like don't know what now to drink, and sin. they're taking shots, and they're like blacking out. Like, oh, now now it's great. Like, but you're you're not fixing the root of the issue. At the end of the day, if if you're only not drinking to please Christians and not because of your own conviction, then you're also sinning. You know, you know, if you're the reason you're not drinking is because of entertaining other people. If you're only drinking because everyone else in college is doing it, and you think this is what college is about, you're sinning. Like well, that's and that's the, the thing is it goes back to your intentions and that can be rooted into anything. Like, why are you spending so much money? I mean, you go out shopping or like, why are you obsessed with boys or why are shopping. you shopping? I feel convicted. I spent so much dumb money today. I brought a half off Love Shack fancy dress. And <laughs> I shouldn't have and something else. Whatever. What are your intentions? Moving on. You yeah, talk my about intentions that? were being cute. OK, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. It's like when we want to um, have a drink, is, is it really just I want to sit down and enjoy a drink with a friend or I really have some deep deeper rooted issues that I want to avoid okay then like hey let's let's talk about that let's go talk to someone about that but yeah yeah and I also think that plays a part of like how you frame it too with your relationships and friends in college right so if you have friends that all you do is go out with them and that's your main common factor then also like that may not be as great for you where it can become a bad thing if that's what your relationship is based on. Can you, like, also talk, like, go have lunch, go have coffee on a normal Saturday? Or is it, like, only what you're doing at night on a Friday or a Saturday? And I think that's also something where it's social, yes, but you don't want that to be the root of your relationship, too, is alcohol. You want it to be that you're friends and can do something on a normal day, too. Well, I feel like I get that DM a lot from girls who say, oh, I want to, I know, feel good. I feel stuck in this party culture, but I don't want to miss out on like what my friends are doing. Like, I don't want to miss out on the party and I don't want to miss out on like bonding with them because that's what brings us together, like drunk nights and like joking Mm -hmm. about them, you know? And at the end of the day, my blackout drunk nights did not bring me closer to my my friends in college. You know, it brought me closer when I was crying about a boy I didn't date, when I was overwhelmed with school and they were cheering me on, when they saw me sign my book proposal, when that, you know, those are the moments that I remember remember even the brunches at cafe calf in waco um if you can't have breakfast with your friends then they you they're probably not even good friends you know if you can't go on a walk with them and find stuff to talk about they're probably not that good of friends if you if you feel like your friendship is dependent on you going to a frat party then they aren't even good people so you're almost wasting your time even entertaining that you know oh definitely that's just rooted in shallowness of just the sense of hey let's get together let's you know honestly disassociate for about like three hours and then wear crap tops and go to a boy's crappy house see what happens and drink taka vodka what are the vibes tonight where are we going where are we going what's the move oh 100 like i always say my friend group in college like we were 
we were the wild ones. We were in ventures and camped out and stuff like that. But it's I so funny. I think Ketley's all bark, all, all bark, no bite. But I will say Ketley gets all away bark, with no it. <laughs> Ketley gets away with it. Ketley can be like spunky and fun and drink, like which I'm not saying. Like if Ketley, Ketley just gets away with it. Anyways. Oh, 100. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So like our friend group, we had like this huge. Um, everyone was kind of adventurous. We did campouts, beach trips, all that stuff. Um, but it wasn't until after we graduated, everyone comes up with all these stories of like, oh, that that trip, yeah, I was drunk, or that trip, yeah, I brought alcohol, but I didn't. Like show you guys oh that trip like i had this it was just like oh oh these are the people that like you know i hung out with but in the same idea like they of course knew their limit they knew how to hold themselves and it wasn't like they were bringing it out every chance they get to like you know throw it back or whatever but it was still a good time and um it was just funny because like you know grace said it'll happen it'll still be there the party culture is always going to be there we're young we're of age all that good stuff and like we're just going to do it so um came to the surface sooner or later okay what would y'all's advice be for someone who's like crap well all my friends do is drink and i feel stuck i've been the drunk girl how do i get out of it i think being honest honestly is the first thing that you really need to sit and say if they're my true friends i can tell them hey i don't know if i want to go out tonight i want to do something else and just pitch it and see what they say and obviously yes it's going to be a conversation to navigate because if it's something that you did do with them they're going to ask okay why are you pivoting what's going on but just opening up that conversation to say okay this is not what I want to do every night of the weekend and I think your true friends will also support you in what you want to do and that you'll find an area where you can have a balance of what you do and you can also use that as a ministry opportunity too and say because of my faith this is what I want to do I think also a huge thing is just like offer other things to do like it's so like for me it's just like think about what other options are out there what can you do to have more fun what can you do to bring you know each other together like is can you guys go to lunch can you guys you know have a fun little like game night or whatever you know is fun now but like I think just knowing that there are other options out there is such a huge thing for a lot of girls in that situation. And especially, I remember being in that phase where, like, I didn't, you know, some people were like, so did you change friend groups when you kind of gave up alcohol for a while? At first, I never said the reason I wasn't drinking wasn't because of that. I think I said I had too many blackout nights that I regret because at the end of the day, any girl who drinks and parties a lot knows what it's like to wake up with a lot of regret. And I said, I'm just taking a break and focusing on, like, my work and my book. And obviously, I could have been more bold and said this is like my faith and I feel convicted but right now that gave me the time I needed to build a new habits and so when everyone else went out and I just was writing at home or I was just listening to podcasts or facetiming good Christian friends like some of my most best accountability partners didn't live near me at that time I was working on myself and then finally I got to the point when I would just drive people like there was a day called Dia and everyone saw Travis Scott lol go to BSR and every, all the Ubers were expensive. I'm like, well, I'll drive y'all there and back. Like, and everyone's like, yeah, stop by Fuego. And at the end of the day, everyone loves a driver, and it's a cool opportunity to be show the gospel. I did have, like, random girls one time because, like, when I was in my driving phase, I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, I get to help people. I was driving back from, like, getting fast food at night. All my friends were going out, and I saw these random freshmen walking on the side of the road back to the dorms. I'm like, I'll just drive y'all home. And they were like, thank you so much. I threw up in my car. <laughs> And I was like, that's literally the oh, payback for, for all that one. the Ubers who didn't – I never throw up in, but I just was annoying as crap. So, <laughs> But anyways, what I'm trying to say is you might need to, like, 
yes, you. I hope you're bold enough to say it's because of your faith, but I get that that can feel like you're throwing rocks at people and it can be uncomfortable. So maybe start with just giving like the tangible excuse, not excuses, but reasonings. Be like, honestly, I drunk texted my ex-boyfriend and I woke up in this guy's bed and I had the worst hangovers. And it's just not fun anymore. So I'm just trying to do other things in my life. And I can promise you that there's someone else around you who's seeking the same exact thing. Um, and then you can point to the gospel in those moments too. I think accountability in those moments are so, 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 so important because if you're doing that on your own, you're going to fail. Like we're not made to like do this life on our own. We're not made to do, uh, I guess like even get over moments like dark moments on our own by ourselves. We need that extra hand. We need another step. We need someone a little bit ahead of us to like pull us out of the pit. Um, so accountability is a huge one and it's going to take work to find someone who's kind of like, hey, like I'm going to be the person you're going to like use me as an excuse. I have friends with, I have plans with so-and-so or whatever. Use them definitely um keep them or be super honest with them of hey i did mess up because those moments will happen where you slip up and you go to the party or you drink too much on your own or you just like kind of regret the text that you sent or whatever you need someone to be like hey like i needed a shoulder to cry on because i messed up and i messed up bad um so accountability is a huge 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 thing for that yeah i agree and that's also another thing too is like you want accountability but then also there's people that give you grace too in that room like we were talking about like you will go back out maybe one more time or send a text mm -hmm. that you regret and that's also just like how the lord loves us too is you he gives us grace and i think like having those people to say okay yes you did that but like how can we do better and i want to hold you accountable oh 100 percent no definitely and like even knowing that grace might look different it's not going to always be hey mm -hmm. you're okay it might be okay we need to get it we need to get it together because this is now the sixth time you called me on a friday night like if you want to change you got to do something different for sure so having that person is going to be important and if you need to separate yourself from friendships that are only bringing you down that's important too you know there are some seasons where if you're working on yourself that it's not great to be with someone who always yells shots let's do this screw that hook up with them hot girl summer you know like they say the best revenge is to just sleep with his best friend like that is not the best way to get oh over him gosh. you know if that is the advice you're being fed you have to look at that friend as okay this is not a friend anymore like this is not one of my 12 this is not one of the people i want to surround myself with this is a missional opportunity and with any missional opportunity you go with other believers with them so it's so important like if we look at jesus's life when he when he was with his people he'd bring those people and have meals with other people you know like he would bring his posse with them so look mm -hmm. for people that you can bring and hang out with those missional opportunities but also remember i will say my biggest pet peeve as being the drunk girl was when like christian people were like what's your story like I, like they would try to make me a missional opportunity right so remind yourself that they're not an opportunity even though i just said that like they are a child of god who is broken just like you are and who you have an opportunity to be a light for and just make them feel joy you know oh yeah and they're gonna sniff it out if you're just there for the mission opportunity they're gonna sniff it out if you're just there for like oh they just want to hear a cool story of like they talk to me a, yeah to change and then me. they get to stand up and try to say i did that i changed they're gonna sniff it out so truly just be honest of like is this a person i'm going to be intentional with i'm gonna seek out i'm gonna truly know their whole entire life their whole entire story and be there when it's not pretty and not easy but be there when it's also hard yeah, for sure. And you definitely have to feel that out, too. And it's mm -hmm. not just every single oh, time. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Because we're all people. At the end of the day, like, you have your things that you do, and they may have their things. Or you do them together. That could be your sin. But you're, like, you want to walk through life with them. And I think that's the best thing that you can do. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this was a good time. This was a good talk. I feel as though we were able to um, be honest with, 
our habits. And I think like, you know, some people are listening right now and they're like, well, aren't they literally drinking wine right now? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yes. And I think, you know, coming. Yes, I am. We are. Spoiler alert. We're drinking wine right now. Um, But that's the thing is we really just want to um, remind you guys that alcohol isn't something that can be loomed over you as some controlling, idolized um, whatever. It's something that is created by God that, you know, what Jesus did drink wine. He did relax. He did recline with the sinners. So it's not something that is going to have power over you. Once you can realize your own and have your own self-control, you're able to just go out through life and navigate it normally. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, don't get us wrong. We love a good happy hour. We love love a good happy hour. We love to go. But it's all about, you know, how you frame it and how much you indulge in. Yeah, Ramsey Lily has a list of all these places with like happy hours. She's like, we got to make a happy hour list. We get the best deal. Oh, we've I need gone, to see that. We've gone into a place like five minutes before happy hour ends, and Ramsey be like, can we go ahead and order so we can get a happy <laughs> hour? And the girls look at us like, <laughs> I don't blame it's you, so sister. Fun. I do not blame you. All right, so we are going to Sponsor. end this episode with some sponsors. You know what? Okay, I'm being petty because what's new? Um, <laughs> I love my petty ones because I, I like. I wonder who listens, who like isn't listening because they care about myself, who whatever. They want. Anyways, know. this is this this person. Even though I talked about how Dr. Eyelashes blocked me, humbling. We'll go into that more later. But this person actually I blocked because I went to a wedding and I was doing. If anything, I think I was working for church and I was doing everything I could to be as good of a Christian as I could. You know, and I think that's the issue, especially a lot of churches. Everyone's like, well, you can drink alone. Like you just just can't be drinking around people. I'm like, that's worse to drink, drink alone. alone. Like so Jesus worse. was oh drinking and gr- like Jesus drinking. Th- anyways. So I was at a friend's wedding. I purposely wore a really conservative dress. And then I drank, like, wine at the wedding. And this is kind of where this podcast came from, from being in the title. Because I was like, I'm so tired of Christians acting like that. Um, And then I danced with my friend's mother, her 55-year-old mother. And someone who I had never met, who I had a great conversation with, um, I'm just going to give his initials, Little T. Hey, Little Little T. T. He told people I was grinding on the dance floor, drunk on my mind. I was not. I literally got other people together. Like, I was like, okay, let's go, guys. Hey, everyone. Like, I was being fun. And I think there, I didn't need to be drunk to have fun at the wedding. And I'm sorry that oh, if I yeah. was being silly I get and that all the time. Drunk, like, just because I'm holding just one, like, what, white claw or, like, yeah. a red cup. I, but you and I have, like, like bigger personalities. People like that who just are literally waiting just for waiting. you oh, to, like, do waiting. something that they don't think is Christian enough for them. Um, I have no room for that in my life. Like that is, uh, you know, it's toxic to have the friend who always is partying and bringing you down, but it's also toxic to be around Christians who are just throwing stones at you. Um, Jesus washed feet. He didn't throw stones. So, you know what, little T and I should be graceful and I shouldn't be this petty. And if you're listening, little T, which you would probably know it's you, which is <laughs> nothing but the best, but I love my wine and I'm sorry if I just look so great in my conservative dress that you just, that was just <laughs> his way of flirting with you. I Grace, know, you didn't know that. as a married 20 something, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyways um but that was the moment that honestly bred this water into wine because i'm like i'm so tired and there was someone who was like well don't you think it's better just drink alone like so you can avoid the rumors and i'm like you know what if i'm not drunk i don't feel any issue if anything i think it's better for me dr- anyway so this my podcast is sponsored to little t hope you're little t well. you're out there ramsey who you're sponsoring this podcast i'm for? sponsoring this to all of the uber drivers out there in the college towns right now Thank you for your service and for all of the conversations that you probably hear. I mean, real heavy lifting out there. Yeah, they really are. They really do. Oh, I mean, like, I definitely, like, in college, there was one Uber driver that we just did not stop talking to. I tapped him on the shoulder. I was trying. Like, come on. When you got the same one again. And you're like, oh, we're back. Oh, my God. 
Yes. They're probably like, oh my gosh, I hate this. No, I love it. Um, so I'm actually sponsoring this uh, podcast episode to the group of guy campers that I can't remember the specific names of all of them, but they all voted that I'd be the worst ex-girlfriend, which I think. What does that mean? I, 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 Kelly, I love you, but I'm like, I, I see it. Okay, but like, I as was mad, like, but okay, I see it too. I will say the I worst, see it. as in like, you would, one, you would somehow be really successful and be like traveling and doing great things, which that's like great revenge. And two, you would be a little crazy in the best way, crazy. Oh, I know you'd myself. Be like, I'd be a I'm lot of crazy. You ac- and you would do it in the name of the Lord. You'd be like, I'm holding <laughs> you accountable. As your sister in Christ, me how dare you eyelashes. block me? <laughs> no, I, I remember when I heard that, I was like offended for 0.2 seconds and I was like, hmm. I'll take it. I'll take it. But this is sponsored to you guys. Thank you for knowing and leveling up in my mind. Love you. Incredible. Thanks for letting me hang out with you guys today. Yeah, honestly, vote if you like Ramsey. We'll let her. We'll let her because she does live here. So it's a very easy commute for Ramsey to get here. And she's got a big girl job. She's a corporate girl. So maybe she'll talk about the corporate life for all you corporate girls. But anyways, thank you all so much for listening to another edition of the Water Into Wine podcast. Remember to like us on Instagram at Water Into Wine. And remember, if we get like 5,000 likes, then we'll actually buy a table. And right now we're still using the flip cup table that I used for my party a long time ago. And so it'd be nice to have like a grown up table, even though this is kind of fun, just having a plastic table. But follow us on there. Follow us on our personal accounts, which you can see at the at Water Into Wine. Like and subscribe or follow us on Spotify. That really helps us as a newer podcast. And we're just so thankful for you guys. And so have a great day.